it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You ever think about quitting? It's the combat of life, hammering the snot out of you. Well, stand by, dig in deep, and get ready to get fired up with us. Welcome to the Team Never Quit Podcast, the number one podcast that inspires you to fight on. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, here with Mr. Never Quit himself, Marcus Luttrell. Our mission is to help you embrace the suck of life, to teach you the values of working your ass off, and to interview the most hard-charging people on planet Earth. We know life is hard. It's time for you to suck it up, buttercup, and let us teach you to persevere in every environment imaginable by sharing real-world lessons learned by those who never quit. That's right. It's time, Marcus, for us to help them defeat the well, negative you insurgency me up, man. in their you lives. Fire me up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. Okay, so I know I'm fired up. I know you're fired up. This is the absolute most fired up show you're ever going to hear. It's the first Team Never Quit podcast. And I got to say, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Marcus, are you fired up? I am, man. I'll tell you what, I, I, last couple of days before we got up here, I mean, you even came in early. And I was telling Mel, I was like, let's get back. Let's get this thing started up. And the more I was thinking about it, the more fired up I was going to be. Because ultimately what this is, this is a chance for me and you get to just hang out. That That's all it is. And I was stoked about that. Well, thanks, brother. Well, listen, and we're stoked that all you are on with us right now. Because I'll tell you what, this show is, is all about you guys. It's about... Us figuring out ways how to help you, because our mission on the show is to expose people all across America and around the world to the never quit mindset in order to help all of you succeed in your lives. Now, we plan on doing this by telling the absolute greatest never quit stories in history. Discussing current events uh, uh, or, or where we talk about the, the ultimate never quit or we deny or the people that are denying like the total idiots out there. And, and finally, we're going to bring on the coolest people you've ever heard from all walks of life to share their incredible never quit stories with us and with you so you can learn to never quit yourself. How's that sound, Marcus? Good. Great. I laid it out just right. I mean, what? What we talked about earlier and, and the beauty about this show is everybody has one, whether they know it or not. I mean, they're, and, and you kind of create that and give these people an opportunity to hear people that everybody knows about and, and how they got there and some of their stories. And then the people that go through the same exact thing, because that's the beauty about it. There's no difference between us. I don't care where you're standing or what human condition, yeah, human condition right there, man. So uh, hearing them, you, you get to read some of the stories, you get to hear them, but on here we get to hear them and compare them and and and, and, and go down some of those rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah, like, We're going down a rabbit 
rabbit yeah. hole, baby. Wait, he did. He did what? I'm like, oh man, I didn't even think about that option. <laughs> I love it. So that's why we're here. This is the whole reason. Um, just to give you a little bit background on everything. You know, the never quit mindset is is is. There's no one definition, right? And so what we want to do is we want to make it interesting for you. So we've broken the show down into three basic parts. And and how it'll work is we're going to come on, Marcus and I are going to, we're going to talk about either a great moment in history, like today's will be the Battle of Thermopylae, right? Or we'll have a great current event or talk about somebody in the the news that's having a never quit moment or not so never quit moment. And then we're going to get into the interview and we're going to give you you know, it's the greatest interviews, like we said, and but also we're going to break down where these people learned about this stuff, where where it came from, how they were taught, and then we'll that'll be the first half, and then we're going to break it into the second half to where lessons learned can translate into our listeners' lives. That ability to literally, you know, share in a way that people can learn from. Sure. I mean, you do it I all mean, the time, you, right? You said human condition. It's an American condition. Amen. I mean, that never quit from the start we came over here to anybody. And it's all, I, I think one of the unique things about it when we were talking about the show is, this is a lot of people get in the same situations. When I said, a lot of the outcomes are different. And when you hear about that one little, the, the most people hear the outcome of the story and then you get a little bit of an overview or go down it just a little bit. But we refer to that rabbit hole and you'll hear that word rabbit hole on this show a lot. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I got I to gotta let you know a little secret that a couple, of, a couple of people on Team Never Quit informed me that down the rabbit hole was going to become a standard operational line on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the beauty about it. It, it, it could be a, a, a deep one or a shallow one and, and just we can, go, we can roll off of anything. Well, one of the coolest things that I, I think I'll share with you now is that one of my best tattoos, I've got the actual Mad Hatter tattooed on my body oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with an MP5 and a med bag. <laughs> so that, that makes a big difference when you're going down med Sure. Rattles. Yeah. Who you go down there with? <laughs> Who you're going yeah. down with? And that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's what kind of brings you and I together and, and connects us as we go down the rabbit's hole with, with our boys, you know what I mean? Amen. And, and, and I'll tell you one of the coolest things is, is for the people that are listening is we're going to have a tremendous opportunity to, to, to take people with us on this ride, to take them down the holes and, and really help people that are struggling. I mean, I know when, when, when we first talked about this and the idea of getting on here and being able to share our, our insight, you know, not that, you know, we've done anything super special or nothing, but you know, no, got, that's the unique part about it. It's we're not. I don't have. We don't have S's on our chest. No, no capes. I mean, just like anybody else, man. We're all, all the same. All handle it differently. And and, and so I think the the more we can assist with each other and help each other see some kind of hope. That's a little spark. That light, right? That's in that's in all of us. If we can stoke that fire in someone's right. gut, man, then we're doing something good. Absolutely. Right? All right. We talked about that part too, where it doesn't matter what you are, who you are, where you come from on here. I mean, that, that's not why we'll, we'll bring them on here. That's not what, what we care. We care about the, the human condition and that, because it doesn't matter where you're standing, you're likely to get in the same situation that some other guy got into, man. So let's hear him out. And, and that's what's so cool, right? I mean, we, we do get exposed to some, I mean, you and I know some pretty amazing human beings, yep. but there, there's also, I mean, there's 7 billion people on this planet and that's a lot of never quit stories. Oh yeah. And we're going to bring those best ones on this show for everybody listening. 
right, so let, let's let's jump into it. Let's just get going right away. So, all right, we're, our, our first thing we're going to talk about, and we're just going to shoot shoot shit a little bit on this. All right, yep. and we're going to talk about the Battle of Thermopylae. Your favorite? Well, my I know it's my favorite yeah, for yeah. sure. And if you're not familiar with this, just Wikipedia. That's our. That's one of my favorite places to start. And all you wiki haters, go you know go pack <laughs> sand because it's just a place to start. It's not the definitive book on it, but it's a place to get a little background story. It's a get a little understanding. If you're not familiar, yeah, get you started. Get you started. That's it. That's an overview. Get you started. That's man. it. So then it's up to them to dig into it. All right. So if you're not familiar, the Battle of Thermopylae. Remember in Bud's training, it's okay if we. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Gates of Fire as a mandatory read. Right. Mandatory read. That, that's where it changed my life. <clears throat> you hey, listen. Hearing that story going through SEAL training was. I mean, that's why it's mandatory read, man. Because you literally, when you read that first moment about those little whippersnappers at what like. Six or eight? Uh, yeah, I was going to say eight to ten. Eight, right, eight yeah, to ten? Yeah. They go into the agogi. It's time. <laughs> and they learn to fight from that stage. Now, what, what, what would happen if all of a sudden tomorrow we start the agogi in America? Right. I have my own in this house. My son's <laughs> four years old, and I can tell you right now, he's at, the minute he could answer a question, was it his own thought pattern, was when we started. And it's on. <laughs> right? so, it's on. So you're in trouble. Adelaide, my daughter, she's got an easy day, but Axe is in trouble. It, well, and my wife, who I actually call the Admiral when I'm on the air, she, you know, I try, I've got two daughters, and so my five-year-old, the bear, I get her, and I'm, I try and put her through, but then my wife looks at me side-eyes. She goes, she is not going to be a frogman. I go, right. well, you never know. She might be something else. Yeah. Okay, so I'll... I'll We'll call Melanie the boss. You got it. So same thing with with your daughter. And, and Adelaide is a she's a girl's girl. I mean she, but I, I was joking about it. You find these a lot of these fathers who are over. And I get it. I mean I'm have have a daughter too, but overly protective, keeping away the boyfriends and this that, and the other. I plan on teaching Adelaide every trick I ever used, and I mean just have her mentally prepared to handle. Any of that kind of stuff. I love it. You know what I mean? I love so, it. So, so jujitsu when she's six. Physic, physical part, <laughs> sure, just to take care of herself if, if, yeah. if it happens. But the mental aspect, I mean, learning from a bunch of frogmen on how, hey, sweetie, that, you know, they're going to be coming at you from all directions kind of deal. So if a dude shows up to my house to date my daughter, he's he's earned it. You know what I mean? By the time I'm he's done. Gone, with, she's gone through the gates right, of fire right, right, exactly. Right, yeah. She was standing at the That dude's standing at Thermopylae. No 300, just her. So. I, I love it. So, all right. So the Battle of Thermopylae, if you're not familiar, is is 300 Spartans. The, the Persian, this Persian crazy cat was coming at them. He had like apparently a couple hundred thousand troopers, right? Million man army, wouldn't it? it that's what the word is. Well, uh, yeah, but obviously I got it. Back yeah, then, a little right, yeah, sure, 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 sure. So. Yeah. The, 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 the archaeologists are starting to think it may be around 200, 250,000. Like, like anybody's seen that in the modern era anyways, right? It wouldn't matter if, there, if any, anything over a certain number, it start, when it starts to blend together, it's like, <laughs> it's a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Count them all you want, man, but after a certain number, it's like a lot. Especially <laughs> when you only have... 300. <laughs> you know, and I'm backing this up with tanks, man. We're talking about swords and shields and spears. A phalanx. What, what's your, hey, hey. Uh, this is the trick what, right what, here. What's your, what's your secret weapon? Uh, we don't quit. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Anyway, so these, the Persians come, they go to this place called the Hot Gates, and wave after wave for five days, they resisted this onslaught. And, you know, there's been a great movie called 300 by uh, Frank, what's his name, wrote the... Miller? Yeah, Frank, Frank Miller, Miller, awesome. You know, he's a graphic artist. 
Um, of course, the book by uh, Jason Pre- or Presserfield. What's his yeah, name? Uh, Stephen Presser- Pressfield. Yeah. Um, I'll tell this wonderful story. And you can, I think what, what gravitates guys like you and I, or, or anybody if you just like history, is the fact that these guys were walking to their death. Right. They knew that. Yeah. There, it wasn't like, hey, we're, we're coming back. And in fact, one of the documented historical lines was when Leonidas's wife said to him, uh, don't come back on it. Or, yeah, exactly. come back on it, or right? It, yeah. Or with it, and he's talking about a shield, and 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 that's the way they live their life, and and, and combine that with the Agogri and this experience, you can only imagine the, how how proud they were. I mean, that was a lineage thing. That's one of the things about passing down the stories from generation to generation. Beauty about the military, you hear about these guys, and as Obviously, technology increases. You have more and more means to learn about that. You used to be joining the military, and you hear it through your units. Say, That's right. And this kind of went down like this. And I think every, it's all. I think over, it's timeless. Through the years, warriors have passed down that tradition of you know, hey, I'm we know we're walking to our death probably, but I'm going to come back with my shield or on it. And it's gone from the shield to the American flag. You know what I'm talking about? It's just a another, trident. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a trident. I mean, that's Absolutely. a big deal. That's why the, the coffins get stamped. You know I mean? it's take You're taking a part of us with you because we were all out there together. It's almost like, and I love how, you know, we, we, we always use that, that reference of going to Valhalla together, right? Oh, and, man. And, and, you know, that where the, in the old days they put the coins in the yeah, eyes. Boatman, where, yeah. Yeah, where we, we, we do the tridents on the casket and, and, and not, you know, and, and people who are going to hear us talk about a lot of this, are they going to be, look, oh, my God, they're so insensitive. But right. they don't, you, you got to understand, when you make this commitment to the never quit mindset, it's a it's a bigger process, isn't it? You, you cease to look it, at things in a your, normal yeah, it's way. it's your bottom line. Yeah. I mean, uh, to stop me, to have to kill, you know, to kill us. Right. That kind of deal. And that's the, the power in the... I, I, Doing things by yourself, and we'll get into this obviously too. Yeah. By yourself is is one thing, but you know how the, the how much stronger you feel when you have your buddy standing next to you, and if there's ten, twelve, fifteen, eighteen of you standing together that you you know their background and what they're capable of, it doesn't I mean, matter, no, right? Yeah, that's how that's why that's why we can do the things that we do. That's why them guys could fly into Pakistan to go get Bin Laden with. Enjoy a country. 24 dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. What are we doing? Let's roll. Let's you know go. what I mean? Let's go. And, and I think when you hear this story, that's what starts, when, when it starts to sink in with, with people listening, right? That's when they really start to say, my God, these guys, and they stayed. It's not like they got into one brawl or skirmish and then they took off. They stayed until there was no one right. left. And, and, back in them days, it was all family. I mean, they... I mean, in the military, we join up and we come in. You get to know them through training. He's born and raised, gone through. And the beauty about it and the camaraderie, and I think the reason uh, a lot of the military people understand this and for the civilians, the way it works is they, they, you just don't sign up and go into con- hand your rifle and you go get it on. That's not how it works. You know what I'm talking about? So you sign up and you go through all this training, the hard stuff, because that's how the teamwork's built, right? Yeah, not absolutely. Not the good times and the bad. It's the pain. The pain. The application and, of pain. Right. And you go through all of that those little things that keep building up and building up is like, oh, he could have quit, but he didn't. So let's see how far we can push this. And then the, the furthest push is combat. Absolutely. And that's why they stay. That's why you don't leave. That's why, I mean, you never, we never left each other before. It ain't going to happen now. And, and that's the glory of it, right? And, and, you know, I think a lot of people, as when they hear these stories, if they're not, if they're not familiar with our culture, if they're not familiar with 
you know, the history of that great sacrifice, that willing sacrifice for the person you love most, your brother in arms. I think people are like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. And I don't, you know, it's, and it's because they make that choice. They don't want to go for that sacrifice. Sure. I mean, you, people talk about, you know, my, I did it for my wife back home, my kids. I, I you know, I, I got that hit. You know, I wasn't married, but I had my family back home. But when you're over there going through all that, man, that, the people back here are just up in a, a memory. The, your, your teammates who were back home with you, and now they're over here with you, and everything else is gone. And you're in that, that hole, man. It's, it's almost as if I remember, you know, the, you know, Pre-9-11 deployment, totally different, right? Post-9-11 deployment, it was like as soon as you, you the phone call, you hung up yeah. or you gave the hug, it was just like, done. And you didn't think about it until you stepped off that plane when you got home. And, and every subsequent deployment I did after that, it was the same thing. Yeah. Because you're right, it, it you really have to maintain that focus at, at that higher level because the, the people next to you are counting on you. Right. And the same way it is with the teams, I, I, uh, the way I try to do it, and I, when I try to refer to it in, in the teams, I'm like, hey, look, man, if you got one or two dudes saying something about a guy, everybody, not everybody likes everybody. There's 15 or 20 guys saying something, there's probably some, some weight on it. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just uh, ultimately it boils down to even if I don't like the guy. I've been somewhere where he didn't leave me. So, yeah, do I go hang out with him outside of work? Probably not, man, but I love him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will die for that dude. <laughs> Literally. People sitting there going, yeah, you know, and I'm like, well, whatever. And, and, when, you, and when, you, when you really dig into that story, too, the 300 story, you know, they, what a lot of people don't know is that there were, what, 2,000 Greeks there with them, right? right? Yeah, exactly. There were the Athenians. There were some other Greeks there to support them, and— and, you know, they were all brothers in that That's moment. where I was going with that, man. They didn't even like each other. Some of them towns were just like, no, nah, I don't have anything to do with them, man. But if you're standing on the line with the guy, Things that, change. everything goes away. Yeah. You know, I really don't care if you have brown hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I, I, I don't. So it doesn't matter out here, man. And, and, and th- that, in my mind, is really where those connective points start happening for us. Absolutely. It is where... You know, where that mindset in your own mind, because you've done the training, you're, you're, these guys, they grew up in the Ikogi, they pushed themselves, they marched all the way out there, they know where they're going to their deaths. But, you know, it's in that, that first arrow that gets slung or the first wave of whoever those crazy assassins were to come and then they held it off. And then the bond is tighter. Yep. And then the second wave, the bond is tighter. The third right then, wave, that's it. The minute that thing's over, there is a connection there that, that if you're still standing, that is unbreakable. Yeah, and, it'll, and it, it doesn't go away, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was the beauty. I think, you know, the one thing that a lot of people out there that I've, I've seen is, and, and it was so funny, last night when or or this morning when i came down you were watching rocky three right i think last night you caught me watching looney tunes, looney tunes. <laughs> i was gonna say that for another part of the show Duck, uh, fan, fantasy island fantastic island yeah so, so li- listen i want everybody listening right now i literally came downstairs last night and marcus had just gotten home and Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And I look at the TV and, and, I, and he's watching Looney Tunes. And for a moment there, I caught myself going... Wow, that's a great show. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is it not? Uh, so I, was, I mean, I never just most like most of us, man. We were dreamers, and we, when we were kids, and that's that part of my. I remember back when I watched it when I was a kid, and uh, the happiness. You know, you drags you back to a time the in joy. your life. Yeah, exactly. When when things were different. Yeah. Kind of deal. So, I mean, behind these walls, and and I didn't know you were looking over my shoulder, but doesn't. Another what people figure out about this, it doesn't matter what you catch me doing. <laughs> you know what I'm You're my teammate. You're my brother. Amen. I mean, it's just kind of like, uh, it's just him, man. Yeah. It's just, you know, he likes to watch cartoons. So and, I, and I love it. It made <laughs> me want to go watch. But, but like, so I want, you were watching Rocky Three too, which is one of my all-time favorites. And, and the concept is, is why do people love Rocky so much? Because oh, yeah. he's the underdog. Right. Because he never quits. No matter how much... Whether he gets beat up by Clubber Lang or he gets, you know, thrown out of the ring by the fabulous Thunderlips. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, great, great. It, he never quits, and the same is true for those the Spartan guys. And 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 you know what's remarkable is that here it is. I don't even know how many you know thousands of years later, and you and I are on the radio talking about it because yeah. of the the importance of what those men did together. And, and I think that's what people need to understand about themselves sure. and, and the story that they possess, right? Their never quit story. And then right before we were gotten on, like when we first got on, you were talking about, we've all got it. Yeah. And people need to realize it's got value, right? I think there's, I and mean, we can delve down this one too later, but I mean, the reason, I mean, team guys that were, they're notorious for watching a lot of TV when we're over, right? And book, reading and, and educating ourselves with that, that mindset kind of deal. And, and it does, and there's certain movies that, that we watch that do certain things to us. Yeah. And with the Rocky deal, and I mean, it, it does, it hit home, it hits home. And he started out as nothing, worked his way up and got to where he was the best. And Rocky Three is probably one of my favorites because it reminds you not to forget who you are, who you are, where you come and, from, and, and never think that you're always going to be the best. Because <laughs> there's some guy we talked about this the other day. The younger uh, frogs coming up, man, they're they're twice as hard and as fast, and it's kind of one of them deals. Old age and experience, you know, Sung Soo, man. When you get to our age, when you're starting to slow down, you look at different ways <laughs> to get the job done. Be smart. Yeah, exactly. The hot gates, right? Hot gates, I right, mean, man. Build the wall up, channelize them, put them through here. Absolutely, and and that's that. You know. When you have that mentality drilled into you, yeah, you might get older, a little slower, lose a step here, get put on a pound or two, although I'm not going to openly admit that anymore. Uh, it, you know, you look for the advantage, yeah. and, and it, it means you're smarter, you're wiser, but what it really means is that you're, you're never going to quit. You're going to find, you're going to learn how to out, outgun your opponent no matter what. Figure it, yeah, I mean, and... Uh, through history, it's passed down to us. I mean, back then, like I said, we had to li- they lived together and fought together. But how many how many times have you been uh, out running in the out there, and then you run across some Marines or some Army? Well, hey, that uniform tells me what I need to know, man. We we're good. We can, you know, you're out here for a reason too. Absolutely. And it just that 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 bond, that small little thing that you can notice or you can look at, saying, all right, man, you know, kind of like minded, been through some stuff like we have, and I could probably roll with this guy. A- absolutely just that little that little 
And, and it's funny because our listeners right there, it, as you and I have, have, have absolutely learned by, you know, since we've gotten out, it's much more difficult to identify that, right? Because yeah. guys aren't, you know, as the Spartans went into Athena or wherever they went, on, they could tell they're, those are Spartans, right? right? With us. We well, they're could, here for a reason. So, you know, but you're right. Out in the civilian world, everyone's spread out and people can't identify. Who's who? Right. And you never know. My, my old man taught good piece of advice, man. That old... Or adage that never judge a book by its cover. You have no idea what you're staring. I mean, you may know what you think you're looking at, but behind that, it, it's you know, a can of whoop ass yeah, that you might know. Whoopsie, yeah, kind of deal. So <laughs> that's the beauty about bringing these guys up on here and or whoever it is we have in here, yeah. man. You just you, they're going to tell you something that's going to whoa. Exactly. I didn't see that one coming. And, and that's and that's that's awesome. And that's a great segue into next part of the interview. Now, I just want to let y'all know if you're not familiar. Uh, I, I'm your host, David Rutherford. I'm a former Navy SEAL, speaker, coach, and author, all that stuff, too. Uh, um, and then, obviously, if you're listening in, you hopefully know Marcus and, and, and the great success that he's had uh, paying tribute to his fallen brothers and, and also our, our brothers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my, my brother. Yeah. Uh, and also, too. That's what you'll see on here, too, folks, is we, we come at each other uh, hard and fast. So we don't. <laughs> I mean, what is the, the delay or the, or the gap between when you when you're standing around your buddies and you say something nothing not, <laughs> i mean you know, you're like a pack of wolves man like, got your wrist in the, wall, in the seawater man Just stand by the sharks are coming what, what's gonna be awesome is when when we have guests on that are prepared for that and oh, they're like, <laughs> like that doesn't sound right that, that, yeah that's, that's a little sketchy uh, what do you mean by that yeah, it's a little thin man all right, so you know who we are, why we're here, what our mission is. So, so the next part, what we're going to do today is, um, you know, the interviews, we don't have anybody on. We're, it's just me and Marcus today because what we really want to do is we want to flush out what we believe is the definition of the never quit mindset. And, and, and so we're going to go back and forth and we've got a kind of a, a loose framework that we've built for our guests that you'll hear repeatedly throughout uh, the series, the Team Never Quit podcast series. And if, and if you want to know more about who we are, what we are, what we do, please just visit the Never Quit website. That's teamneverquit.com. And there you can see the Team Never Quit speakers if you're interested in hiring uh, some of the speakers for an event for you or one of them, uh, one of us. Uh, if you're interested in going to the Never Quit store, please visit that. We've got some great new gear that's coming out. We've got some new Team Never Quit podcast gear that you might dig with some cool sayings and maybe a Spartan here or there on the back of a shirt, which will be cool. And uh, as well as our podcast page, which will be the TNQpodcast.com. And on there, you'll learn all about what our message is. You'll hear other stories from people. We're going to be posting blog posts. You'll be able to download uh, the second half of the show there, uh, the, the lessons learned portion there. Um, so, you know, please join and check us out there. So how, what we've done to, to ignite every interview is we, we, we put together what's called a mad minute. Now, for, for those of you out there who, who've been downrange in a particular capacity or have gotten a chance to develop rapport for, with, with the enemy on a rapid-fire basis, you'll understand what the Mad Minute might be. <laughs> yeah. What we're doing is we're going to try and loosen up our brain a little bit here. So we're gonna, I'm going to do the Mad Minute to, to, to Marcus. And Marcus, you know the deal. Just fire back as they come at you, all, all right? right? Let's see if we can keep this up. All right, here we go. You ready? Where'd you grow up? Texas. Movie you've watched more than twice? 
Tombstone. If you had to fight one, Stallone or Arnold? Stallone. Is Google more likely to save the world or destroy it? Technology was good till it wasn't. <laughs> Person you'd love to get drunk with? Kurt Russell. <laughs> That's awesome. Jack Burton. Jack Burton. Jack Burton. <laughs> Something you're afraid of. Sharks. Do these three, use these three words in a sentence. Pluto, Hillary Clinton, scissors. Pluto is still a planet. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know Lady Clinton personally, so I, I, if I don't know somebody, especially a lady, I don't. Check Roger, that, that's fair. I'd like to meet her. Let's go on to the next one. What was the last, what was the last? I've met Bill Clinton twice, and he's actually pretty charming, I gotta say, and he's got a mind like a steel trap. First lady, secretary of state, senator, has the perfect resume to be our president, should be, uh, but the email deal's a lot bigger. Than, it's big. It's big, yeah. It's I mean, massive. If you, it's important. I mean, and being on the side that we're on, not to get off the, the minute, yeah. but I mean, it's important to us. Well, the, the thing is, is, is the classification is important. It's everything, and the and the, and the and the potential people that were exposed that are out there on the front line that that's a no go in my my book. So, all right, let's get back to it. All right, uh, do aliens exist? Yes. If president for a day, one thing you'd do? Uh, fix the VA. Nice. Beatles, Rolling Stones, or Led Zeppelin? Zeppelin. Live to eat or eat to live? Eat to live. World's best vacation destination. Oh, good one. Oh, <laughs> destination. Oh, oh, excuse me, Rome. Rome. Yeah. Dream career if you weren't doing what you're doing now. Professional golfer. Oh, God, that's good. All right, ready? Random word association. Ready? Yeah. Cobra Commander. Tom Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to say something everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> I love <All> you, Rhino. <laughs> All right, greatest achievement. Uh, kids. Nice. That's awesome. All right. So that's the Mad Minute. We're going to do that with every guest that comes on. And we're going to just warm up their brains a little bit. We're going to change the questions for sure. And if you if you want to add some questions, go ahead and visit us at tnqpodcast.com. Submit those questions. And if they make the cut, we'll throw those into the Mad Minute. So, all right. There you go. That was funny, that commander thing, because I, one of our guys called him that one time when we were in theater because we would jock up the Humvees, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just awesome. said Ramadi, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhino was a troop, or troop lead, so I, I, yeah. I dig it, I dig it. I miss that, dude. Good mug. All right, so here, here you go, all right? We're going to get into the first part of the interview, and, and instead of really breaking down what your never quit story is, I think most people are pretty familiar. If if you if you're not familiar, ladies and gentlemen, get out there. Please go purchase the book Lone Survivor. Uh, listen and and read Marcus's account of the Operation Red Wings. Um, or or you know find somebody out. There's a great Peter Berg did that great uh, uh, series on Discovery. Uh, if you want to see the movie, the movie I think he did a great job of oh, yeah. of, of they all did. You know some summer summarizing the love that we have for each other and just how hard y'all fought that day. Um, so what I would like to do though is is go into the brief back portion of it to where we understand. You know, some more uh, how you got there in the first place. I think sure, that's some, sure. some important stuff. So, you know, if, if we could, you know, when, first question here is when, when did you first, like, when did you wake up one day or somebody told you something that it hit you square in the, in the heart and in the head and you said, wow, there is such a thing as a never quit mindset? Yeah. Uh, Morgan. 
twin Don't brother. You, really? Yeah, I mean, I always I followed him my whole life. He's he's the alpha of the two of us. So I mean, uh, being with him, growing up and into our careers and and everything is just it was easier for me, kind of deal. I mean, he came up with the ideas and we always shot for it together. Uh, it was his idea to be a Navy SEAL and start training for it. Uh, so it was. Uh, it was a no-brainer. And I, I tell you what, man, I, there's one thing, and I, I talked, Morgan knows this, I've told him about it too. There was a situation, there was a situation is the best way to put it. But when we were younger, uh, probably 16 years old, and it, this when I tell you this story, it's gonna be, you're thinking it ain't a big deal. But uh, we were on the we were on some on the wave runners down by the lake, and we had to go pull them out to go do whatever. Well, the truck was already parked at the ramp with the, the trailer on it. And Morgan had, had he was sitting out in the water by the boat ramp with both skis. And all my job, I had to back the trailer down, and then he would load them up, and then I'd pull out of there. I just turned 16, you know, I wasn't really good at backing a trailer. Or anything like that. <laughs> I was so, just thinking in my yeah, mind. <laughs> no idea. It was reverse. You know, all that, man. Just kind of. So I'm backing the trailer up, and it's fish hooking and all this stuff like that, man. And Morgan's going, yeah, come on, just turn the wheel and all this stuff like that, man. And I got watch so, my hand. Yeah, watch my hand. I got so flustered and frustrated that I just, I got out and uh, I left. And I left him there. I mean, it's, it's played over in my head a million times. Like, okay, what if he was the, the truck and all the bad stuff yeah, and all yeah. the good stuff, man. So I, I left him. I, I left him. How old were you? About 16? 16, 16 15 yeah. probably. And uh, I, eventually, I, you know, I, he rolled up and whatnot, man. And I tell you what, that haunted me forever. Really? It did, man. I left my brother. And it, maybe it wasn't a big deal at a boat ramp or whatever, but it was a big deal to me. Did, did you ever, did he know that story? Did you ever tell him that story? I, I, yeah, later. Yeah. Later. Years later. What, what did he think? What, did he say anything to you when no. you left him? He's just or? like, he's, I mean, typical mojo. He's just like, yeah, tough backing that trailer up. But he's like, I could have used some help with the, you could have come. He's so rational. I mean, yeah. He's kind of like, oh, man, bro, I just, I, you know, I just I got so frustrated. And it, from, from that moment on, no matter how frustrated I get learning something or trying to do something, I, I never... Won't ever stop or won't ever walk away from it. It's it's and what's cool about that is is you really when I asked you the question, man, it came back just like that. Oh, I think about it. I mean, that's that one thing that stays with me. Wouldn't I mean we have plenty of situations and never quit moments. And I know most people think when we talk about my never quit moment, it's uh, going through Red Wing and all that stuff like that. But it's not. That was business as usual for us. Mm-hmm. My never quit moment was when I got out of the hospital and got back and came back online. That. Now, now, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, because and, and if, if you're not familiar with what Marcus is talking about is, is you know, when he, when he got out of the hospital, he requested to go back to a SEAL platoon. He requested to go back to combat. And I think a lot of people, when they hear that, just start shaking their head and go, why, why would you want to do that? Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, I mean most people. Because you could have just as easily been like, hey, I'm broken up. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't leave my brothers holding those jet skis. No shit. And I mean, every team guy's the same. We think when we're in, we're important, we have a job, but you know as well as I do, as soon as you turn your badge in, <sighs> team goes on without you. And, I, and that was, that's a tough part, I mean, that's a different topic altogether. But yeah, I, out of the hospital, I mean, they kept asking me what I wanted to do. I was like, just give it back next to my brothers, because I had been separated. I, and because of the magnitude of what had happened, yeah. you can imagine everybody, and the the admiral admiral mcguire he's he goes he asked me straight up he's like what do you want to do and you know him man he's, yeah he, straight shooter e, e3 to you know amazing walk Great in there story. open door I, said, I got a problem sir you know jumping the chain of commands one thing but he had a serious one and i did and he um 
He's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I'd like to go back. And it was a test to myself, too. I mean, that's a big misconception is that you watch the movies and read the books. But uh, it was a failure. I mean, we got beat. Yeah. Team guys don't like to lose. Ever. Just as long as I could keep up, that was the deal. Like, I don't have any problems sending you back if you can keep up. And dropped back in the platoon, started doing the workup. And it was tough, man. I had an understanding leadership, a master chief and and a skipper all the way down to – the OIC and, and all the boys. I mean, ultimately, you're, it's the it's the E5 Mafia that you have to answer to. And they're the ones that hold you accountable. Accountable, right? Yeah. So I mean, all those guys un, kind of understood, and I was like, "Hey, man, I just wanna, I just wanna, I gotta go back, I gotta go back." And I remember when we got over there, I was like, "Man, I was about to been a mistake, <laughs> you know, because Vermonti was hell." I, that's what always cracks me up. Is that <laughs> I got exactly what I wanted. Yeah. You got. It's not like you got deployed to the Philippines <laughs> Australia, or you Australia. You went to Ramadi. Oh six, oh seven. Oh six, oh seven, in the most dangerous place on earth, I mean, and the Lord. worst. That was literally the worst segment in the in the whole Iraq War, oh, and, and you went right into yeah. the heart of it. And I remember going back in, and I talk about this now, and my teammates. I even uh, talked about it to uh, senior chief when we were patro- we were patrolling down by the government center first time out. Man, when we first started taking it when we got engaged. Mm-hmm. I, I could have swore I froze forever. <laughs> we were in a channelized area, and I just kind of leaned against the wall, and I was like, "What the?" I literally talked talk to myself. It felt like forever. Trying like, "What are you doing out here? Good lord, man!" Yeah. And uh, after a split second later, somebody was yelling, "Make a call!" Or I think we had a center peel down the right, middle. Right. And I was like, "Yeah, it's a great idea." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. it was it was rough because uh, I had all those. I mean, I was still in, in and out of the hospitals having surgery. So we had a doctor in. You want to talk about lucky? We found I had to go to Charlie Med every day, pretty much, to kind of get taken care of. Right. And I, I was walking through there, and there was a guy standing at a trident on his chest and said Fortin. And and I go, hey, what's doc? What's going on? Is it is a doctor out there? And he's like, eh, hey, not much. Good to see you guys, kind of deal. Yeah. And. Uh, he, had, he was in the reserves. Michael Thornton was his name. And not the Medal of Honor guy. I go, hey, you know what? He goes, trust me, I hear it all the time. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I was like, man, we're, we're up at the uh, at Shark Base, this, that, and the other. And he was living down there with the Army and that yeah. stuff. He's like, I sure sure would like to see, hang out with you guys. So he came to hang out. And I was like, man, we got an empty tent right here. Why don't you just move over here? So he moved up. And really? I, I had a doctor next door, which was good. Huge. In retrospect, because we were getting pounded in Ramadi. Every all, night. Every you guys were like 80, it, 85% of the time you guys went out. Yeah, I mean, hit, right? all the guys getting fragged by grenades. I mean, Elliot got, to, I mean, it was bad. So it was a blessing to have him uh, on uh, on target. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you know, when, when you, when you, when you, I love how you, you, you put it in a context and, and realize that one, one small decision, whether it's good or bad, stronger or weak or whatever it is, can, can set you up for that long-term success like yeah. you did on that boat race. I mean, everybody thinks that a, a, a never-quit moment has, some, has to be something monumental or, or just to where the whole world knows about it or the whole town or something like yeah. that. Like, hey, you got, this happened to him, but it's, it's not. It's back in the trailer down the boat ramp when your brother's waiting on you. To me. I, that, well, I, I, that's all it took, man. L- listen, I, I, I think it's, it's for me, I'll tell you where mine was exactly. It was, I was playing Pop Warner football, and it was, it was my second year, 85-pound Pop with Boca Jets, right? And I was the starting quarterback, and I'll tell you what happened. Uh, uh, my family was coming out to California on a vacation, so my mom goes, talks to Coach, hey, we're just going to take two-week vacation. If I come back, 
is he still going to start? And coach is like, yep, don't worry. He's got to just make sure he learns the playbook. And, and by the way, we Mike Phipps was one of our coaches, a former Chicago Bear, and, mm-hmm. and he was quarterback. Yeah. So we had like an 85 Sure. Players yeah. nuts, right? Yeah, yeah. it was no. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm nine years old, right? Blue Raven seven. What? But, but literally, so on my vacation, you know, I, for two hours a day, I'd be out in the yard practicing the playbook, right? So come back, and the head coach's son is now the quarterback. So I was benched, yeah. and I sat that bench that whole year, you know, for ten games or whatever. Sat the bench, never played, but every day going into practice. You know, my mom or my dad would be like, hey, you know, you make sure you give it your all today yeah. and no matter what happens. And just that that influence from my parents, that determined in my mind that I wasn't going to let that beat me down was where I first discovered it. And it was huge. It was the transition. Who who? I think that's the kind of the... When you got guys going through steel training, and I mean, how many millions of dollars they spend in trying to figure out why one guy makes it, one guy doesn't? And I, they've I, been I, studying it legitimately for the past thirty years. I think it boils down to if you, if you and I don't remember getting asked this, and I don't know if you do either, but I mean, if one of, if I was doing the the head shrinking stuff, trying yeah. to figure it out, I'd be like, hey, tell me, and you're never not to be cliche, but tell me, tell me a moment where it, you it, you bailed on something that you. You shouldn't have, and it bothered you. And if they could rattle off just that fast, yeah, and say it's been bothering me, and I don't, because in SEAL training, man, there's plenty of times we're like, oh my god, <laughs> old misery. Yeah, I mean, you can read all the books and watch all the documentaries, <laughs> but when you step across that line into butt training, man, you don't have any idea what you just got yourself into, man. No idea, dude. That's what I love about it. I know. I like every every second, man. You're just holding on to. What is going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'll do I'll do Q and A's after my speaking events sometimes, right? And and inevitably that one question comes up. Did you ever think about quitting in Hell Week? And I was like, just about every second. <laughs> Probably be easier to answer if you asked me if I ever thought about staying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I try to remember when I wanted. I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, especially during Hell Week, man. I I remember when we after after breakout when we were doing a when we were paddling around the uh, down to the rocks. Yeah, yeah. I, I was sitting in there and we were all just kind of waiting for the rest of the crew to get to the zone. And uh, I go, hey guys, we're in it, man. We're in the books. We're in the movie. We're in Hell, we're in Hell Week right now. And yeah. I thought to myself, man, this is magnificent. It was great. And then the beat down started right then and there. But and it went away. <laughs> but. That that part of it was like, oh man, we're actually we made it this far. That's a that's a big deal to me, man. And I I, I was just there. I didn't have anything else. Yeah. What else is there? There isn't, and that's 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 the mindset, right? Yeah. That's where you can tap into that. What else is there? Yeah, guys, like man, I'm my wife. I'm, I'm, nah. I, gotta, I can't be in this. I got to spend more time with my wife. I'm, what do you? What does that mean? Yeah. Man? Why are you here? You're, yeah, exactly. That's the wrong mindset. Think about that kind of deal. I mean, to me, I didn't have anything else. And plus, I had Morgan back here. There's no way I could come home. No. Because he was coming. <laughs> so he was so fired up about every day. Right. I mean, you know us, man. We come, When you're going through training, you bag, the last thing you want to do is talk about it. Really totally. It. And it was just... And I'm trying to explain to Morgan, because right then and there, as soon as I came into SEAL training, our definition of suck was different. 
you know, all the training that we we did together growing up was gone. Uh, right, it changed. It's, it's like, hey, I'm on a different line than you are now, brother. You'll be here. It's nothing personal, but and but he was so fired up every day. Like, what happened? Tell me about the log. How, how bad did it hurt? I mean, just <laughs> to the dad's ass. Exactly, right? yeah. just reliving it, man. And he the way he would say it. I mean, it was just so cool to him because when you're going through it, you lose that. Fast. It's not cool. At all. That first time you hit the zone for surf torture, it's not cool. <laughs> I, I remember uh, Senior Chief Dobstaff, man, was this crazy old coot senior chief in first phase. And we had done something, and it was like for early and, and a couple weeks in. And, and we're out there, and we're, he's like, get in the surf. And we're out there at you know evening time, and it's cold, and we're jackhammering. And he just went off walking that berm talking about, all right, if you don't – I caught one of you guys who didn't have your shoe, your bootlaces tied correctly, and if you're gonna do that, you're gonna do it going through a door. Someone's gonna trip. You're gonna get killed. And he went on and on. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I was like, this is not what I expected. Yeah, yeah is yeah. this what Charlie Sheen went through? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you see the the, the, the frogs. They, they don't even seals don't ever tell you that because once you go through all that and you get into that life, misery is awesome. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like you can't brag about it out loud to anybody else because they're like, man, that sounds terrible. Be like, yeah, it is terrible. But I was with this dude and he did this and this happened and you're like, oh man, that's and that's where it, it kind of starts and ultimately. I mean, team guys are great at, what, at studying human behavior. Yeah, anybody for sure. in, in combat, actually, because you ultimately see the worst. Right. And the best of somebody is makes everybody happy, but you want to know what somebody's gonna is capable of at the worst. That's so it. So we study all that, and then you watch these guys going through the hard times, and you know the deal. When they quit, you're like, "Well, I can handle that," and he didn't. And I mean, and that's self confidence. It's not a bravado thing. More, it's just, yeah. it's a it that's builds positive. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you saw when you when you, you look around and your boys are standing around, and the other guys aren't. Man, you're like, "All right, let's." Even though you're beat down, and I mean, it's that success and failure. Totally. We just got our asses One hand- inch at a time. We just got our asses handed to us, man, but we accomplished something. And that's what a lot of people, I think, for, especially as time pro- progresses and technology and everything makes everything a lot easier. So when they get into those hard situations, they can bail on it. Yeah. So you really don't know anything about yourself till you've been tested. Absolutely. I mean, bottom line, At dude. Bottom line. That's where we learn is when that, that, that application of pain it, 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 it challenges us. It allows us to, to check ourselves, to check that reality that we've experienced. And the more pain you apply with your collective team, right, and the more you make through, the, the greater opportunity you have for that never quit moment. It is, man. And it's the unique thing about the SEAL teams, man, is every day sucks. Even in the team. Remember they would tell us, you think you're cold, miserable, wet now, man. Just wait. And you're like, no way. I could be more miserable than I am now. And then you make it past a certain point. And I, I imagine it's after Hell Week, it was for me, where they're out there surf torture and you're doing the push-ups to hell won't have it. And you're like, man, this is stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's not affecting me anymore. It's yeah. just I, I think we could be doing some, something better. More positive, right? right. More I could be learning, yeah, yeah. I could be learning something. something right but that's, now. That's, the, that's the rub in the teams, man, is it's always sucking. So, always. Yeah. It, so it was Doug Sholin who told me. He was with Corey Knowles, Doug Sholin. Uh, it was, you know, the midnight crew in Hell Week. Yep. And, and first <laughs> night they're, they're, they're crushing us. And they were like, listen, you think this is bad, just know this. It never gets easier. I think that's a pass down, they, right? I yeah. mean, one of the guys has to say that line because that's someone you, <laughs> every frogman remembers it. Yeah. So when you're out there, and most of the time in teams, you've got your buddy with you, man, and they're like, man, this sucks. You'll be like, yeah, but remember that 
that time and and the beauty about hell, about buzz is it never changes. So that you and I have the same same memory, z- exactly. same reference exactly. point. How we handle it is different. different. How, how it affects us because I mean horror and terror is a matter of perspective. Totally. For, with us, man, they've taken it all the way legally. Or illegally, a lot of times. I think it's more illegal yeah, than anything. How, how you can push us. Because when we're going in, and you know, if you make training, this is a kind of a peacetime deal, but when you start to back off the uh, how hard you make it, well, man, the reason it's how hard we made it is because we had to learn the hard way to get here. Absolutely. So you start drawing that back. I don't care if you, like, times have changed. We're not, well, man, times can always go back. Right. Anything that's been done can be undone. We can most certainly have somebody roll over our shores and... <laughs> If you only have less than a 1% of the population who knows how to fight it, then... You're going to get smoked. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you, this kind of one deals, you don't want to learn on the fly. No, no. It is not a learn on the fly yeah. scenario. And I mean, I talked, I was sitting around a guy, I don't think he had any idea what I, who I, he, I know he didn't know who I was, but he didn't know what I did. And he was talking about something about a body count or, I was like, hey man, you ever have to kill anybody? You ever seen anybody die? Well, well man, how do you have the right to bitch and complain about that when there were, some American have some Americans have to go do that. Yeah, that's the as far as you can take it to the other side to protect what we got. And you can sit here and bitch about it, or you can man up and get online. Get, go get online, right? So I mean, yeah, my perspective might be different, and I, and we may have had to do that for this country, but it, don't think that it makes you any better than me that because I've had to take a life and you haven't. Amen. I mean, I just don't see it like that. And, and you know, I, and and that's that's their gift. That's yeah, their. That gift. is. That's their. That's that, their gift. Yeah. Yeah, they, and, 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 and you know what? That's what we do, and, yeah. and that's and that's fine, man. And, yeah, there's and, guys that are geared for it. I understand that yeah. as well. But what I'm, my point to that was, if you back it up, and and we get it, somebody comes over here, and we all have to step up and fight. Yeah, man, you, you your, want your perspective's <laughs> going to change. You know what I'm saying? Amen. You're going to be trying to call somebody to come help you, but we're busy doing our own thing. Ain't yeah. nobody going to come help you, man. At all. And all right, I, all right, yeah. all right. Here you go. And the next question, though, is is I love that the there was a moment in time where you 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 figured out that never quit is real. Now, who was the ultimate never quit mentor for you? One one thing that's passed down to my brother and I, we kind of uh, luckily to to get on this. And when you're growing up, man, you got superhero. I mean, it's no secret that I'm a big Spider-Man fan. <laughs> great power comes great responsibility. Well, I fed up. I mean. Those are lines to the cartoon, but it meant something to me. Right. Just like honor, that word means something to some people and not to the other. So we kind of spread it out. Ultimately, I heard a, a phrase from somebody, and I, wanna, I don't want to take it away from who. I think it was Theisman. He's like, man, what, when, I, when I die or when I pass, go by the wayside, I don't want to ever be compared to another man. That's cool. That's kind of the ultimate. Not saying I want to be better than everybody yeah. else, but when you're like, yeah, you know, have you ever heard of this guy? He's, he's like that. Man, you just be like, hey, no, he's just, this is. That's who he that's is. Who he that's is. it. That's who he is. So, man, there's, yeah. if you, I think, and when I talk to the kids these days, man, I'm talking, hey, look, man, find something about somebody that, because mo- don't set yourself up for failure or disappointment by pay- making one guy your idol, because humans, fa- we're going to screw we're, up we our nature. No one's perfect, right? right? And that's the beauty about Team Never Quit, man, is, is if I fall or you find out something about, it doesn't matter. I mean, that, oh, that's what this is. This is, everyone has those, those little da- downsides to them, but. Everybody has an upside too. So yeah. my, my point on that was that you could meet somebody, find out a little bit about them, and something about them will motivate you. Totally. You know totally. what I mean? And if you if you just kind of adopt that, because it's easier, I think, to learn one or two things from somebody and how they're positive as opposed to emulating someone else. 
Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to, to mimic another human being is to the detriment of your own development, Absolutely. right? That's basically let somebody else write your story. Yeah. Your, tell your life, man, kind of pushing you in that direction. Man, you don't want to do that. That's theirs. You know what I mean? And, I mean, and it happens being, all the time, right? Yeah. I the mean, way people emulate stars or they emulate other, you know, politicians or yeah. all that the good nonsense. And the, and the bad. And so the bad. Like, I just, this person, I, just, I idolize them and I, nobody else exists. You know he's he's great at this, and then he also he's a strung out on drugs. So I'm gonna be strung out on. Well, man, I don't. You know that. I'm sure if you talk to him, he'd, he'd be like, "Hey, don't don't run this line that I run on this one." All right. I mean, that's that's human. human but nature, we but yeah, we do that, and, and, and I think it goes back. It really goes back to why why we're doing this right here is because people lack those reference points. Yeah. They don't have the never quit story as a kid. They don't have the never quit mentor in their lives, and they certainly haven't. A lot of people really don't welcome that painful process of of creating that team never quit to support you. And if you look at somebody, so people say, hey, you know, I'm trying. I like Marcus and and that and Red Wing is one of one. Well, man, hey, look, that I, I appreciate it. Don't look at it from the Red Wing perspective because I mean it wasn't one of our finest moments. After that, you know, the getting getting back up online, and I think some people they're like, ah, I, that, he had to go through this, so I got to go through that just to be somebody. Now, yeah. I think that happens if you attach yourself to somebody you look up to, and it's it's I think it's better if you look at some of the shorter never quit moments they've been in and build up to that. Because a- like absolutely. I said, we got, when we get into the stuff we get into, it's not like they just, we signed the piece of paper, they handed us a rifle, and we went and got no. thrown in it. No. You're talking about years and years, years of training just to handle that. Yeah. And the great battles are reserved for great warriors. There's a reason why we sit around for years and years and years just training. Training. Never training. stops. Never stops. And people don't get that. And, 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 and that's what I think a big opponent we want people to, to hear coming out of all the interviews that we have on. People coming out of all the, uh, the, the, the talk that you and I have with each other is, listen, this is a process. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, you're ready for your ultimate, you know, incredible massive experience and yeah, I mean, it, you got to build up to it's it. all relative and the reason when you say always training that means people they hear navy seal they see the trident they mean i mean like we're on our perfect examples when you watch tv a jason Bourne movie or something like that or, a, or something where they can hack into any computer pick any lock uh hotwire any car at all times i was like i can run out outright at this temperature for for three and a half yeah, miles yeah. before i start breathing hard that kind of deal yeah. well we train every day just to maintain that level it's kind of the reference to riding the bicycle or flipping a coin on your fingers. Yep. You get really good at it. You can do it in all different directions. Stop doing it for a couple of weeks. You can't do and it. And you're dropping it. You're same not, thing with shooting. Same thing any, with anything. If you never, never assume or tell, you say out loud that you're the best at something. Because, People do that though, don't uh, they? Yeah. And that's kind of the point that Morgan and I never, never did that because we we're never the strongest, fastest, smartest. But you saw the guys that were up in that level. And man, I, if he can get there. I can too. Yeah. I can study. Even if I'm not the smartest, I can study harder. I can always be, and granted, you can go blind and lose your way trying to achieve something like that. That's, I think that's a unique perspective that we have. And that also comes with age and experience, man. If you just put so much into something, you can lose sight of everything else. And it's the collective of everything that we're taught over and over and over again. Attention to detail, because you know as well as I do, it's the little things that pile up to make things go bad. Totally. So if you're always watching for that little, that, that light bulb's flickering, I'm gonna change it. I'm not gonna wait for it to go out. You know, that kind of deal. Yeah. And just uh, That hyper arousal, yeah, the hyper sensitivity yeah. to things. 
Staying on it. Yeah. You, I mean, you hear it all the time on the team. Stay on it. Stay on it. Stay on it. Stay on it. Look for work. Yeah. Look for work. Yeah. Be, do something. Be busy. Yeah. I mean, from the time you, you're sleeping, you get up. As soon as my feet hit the floor, man, it's rolling. It, it, and, and I think that's, I think a lot of people nowadays, because we've, we're trying, society in so many different ways is trying to remove the, the, the discomfort of life, right? We, we, we want the comfort zone behavior to be integrated into our mindset and sure. to us physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, but, and so that, that application of pain just seems to be pulled away from people. And they're running the other way from it. Right. I mean, you got to look at it from, I was talking to some, uh, this guy about golf. And they were saying that the, a lot of the younger generation don't want to put the time in to learn to get as good. I mean, you see the guys on TV and the pros, you don't really know how good they are until you're standing next to them. Yeah. And they put thousands and thousands of hours to obtain that. And some, I think it can get lost in translation where people just want the, uh, you know, give them the baby, not the labor pains kind right. of deal. But there's so much more you learn about yourself. And the reason a lot of people are as good as they are is because they, lo- they know themselves. Mm-hmm. They've been through all of that. And to, a- to obtain the level that they're at, man, they've had to obtain the other side of the level. Absolutely. And if you're not willing to put the work in, somebody else will. Totally. And if, as, as technology progresses, I, I'm all about learning to do it the easy way. Uh, or doing it, having it easy. The smart, right, yeah. The the saying in the teens, man, we learn it the hard way so we can do it the easy way. (laughs) And with Axe, I mean, that's my parenting kind of way. I look at him, look, we started learning how to play catch baseball. Yeah. He doesn't have a glove yet. He will learn how to catch with his hands before he will learn how to get easier with that glove. There's that. And then, yeah, throwing with other, each other. I mean, you, your right hand, you're good with that. I want, I don't want that. I want you throwing with your other hand. Yeah. Same thing we do, man. Learn how to shoot offhand. Yeah. Because this one, if you lose that, Man, I, I mean, just because my arm's down, I, I still have another one. I, I better get in this. I got to keep going. Yeah. And, and I love that about our mindset, right? And, and, and so I want to pivot a little bit now and, and kind of move into, you know, the, the folks that were a part of, of that day with you. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, one of the great things that you do really well is, is you know, you keep their memory alive and, and more than just the memory of, of, of that day, but who they were as men. And, and you, those were some great guys. And, you know, do any of the conversations you had with them, any one of them, stand out in your mind where they were talking about what we're talking about now, that never quit mindset? Uh, yeah, you know, around the campfire, after everything's done, man, when, every, when everybody starts telling the stories of what, usually the, the greatest part about it is get somebody in there who's been in multiple platoons <laughs> and been around. You know <laughs> tell what I mean? me about and it. And those yeah. guys who can tell the story, I mean, it's priceless. I, that's yeah. the greatest part. I've always loved to listen to, to good stories, <laughs> man. You got those guys who just, you know, hey, man. The guy's like, yeah, it was a gunfight. The guy's like, oh, my God, man, there's so many bullets flying. I did, my butt puckered like that, and this guy was sweating. And I, man, I didn't know what to do, that kind of stuff. You know, that's so, what, those guys are like, yeah, man. And that and that's the beauty of, about running around with guys like us, man, because yeah. it could be a mundane deal, or it could be just the tip of the, I mean, just the most ungodly thing you ever heard. And when they tell it, you're like, oh, my man. You know, I'd like to get into that. I wish I was there with you. Because I think team guys, and the reason we're not affected as hard as most everybody else is because, man, the people are mentors. When you were my instructor, dude, I was blown away. I mean, you were the man. Right. You are the man, that kind of deal. And we were talking about that training. We can deal with that later. But... When you got somebody above you teaching you and they're fired up about it, then that's that motivates you to to stay fired up about it. Totally. And our community is so small, we do the reunions, you see 
that the old timer. I'll never, I, I love this story. Maury and I were sitting at the at the reunion, man, and we were like, hey, we didn't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, let's say, uh, let's, uh, let's put a sign up that says, get your picture with taken with twin Navy SEALs, one beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I was walking around, and I bumped into this guy, and he kind of hit me in the chest. Leg was gone. Arm was gone. He was on a cane. He had yeah. a hat on said, uh, a seal and had Bud's class one on his <laughs> name tag. Well, I had mine on mine, obviously, and he kind of looked up at me and he looked at my my number, my my Bud's class number. He goes, "Hey, meat." He's like, "Oh, whip your ass, boy!" You know, go get me a beer. I was like, "Yes, sir." You know? <laughs> it's just it's that camaraderie and that respect we have oh. for the guys who had come above us because they made the road. Well, let, I, so here you go. I, I, right when I first started Frog Logic, right, and I'm, I'm doing a kids program for these foster care home boys in, in Boca, and, and I, 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 their first day with me, I took them up to the museum. And so who'd I get to take them on their museum t- t- uh, the tour was Patches Watson, nice. right, Chief yeah. Watson. Oh, yeah. So he's going around and he's saying stuff that would drop people like just jaws. These kids were just jaw. He tells a story about how he, you know, uh, shot the the uh, the guy, uh, uh, North Vietnamese Medal of Honor winner, and yeah. then took his gun. I mean, just phenomenal stuff. These guys, their jaws drop. And then afterwards, I got a chance to say, "Hey, patches," and you know, four deployments as point man, every yeah. single one. Mac V sog the whole deal. I mean, just an, a remarkable team guy. And we're sitting there, and I'm thanking him, and, he, and all of a sudden, this old guy walks up, and he's like, hey, Patches, uh, a chief's in the car and wanted to give you this. And he's got this old bedroll, and it looked old. Yeah. And he goes, it's it's one of his bedrolls from the South Pacific that he had stuffed away. And Patches just about faces, turn, starts hightailing it for his broken-down old body, yeah. goes out to this car, and in the back of this beat-up old, like, Buick Skylark thing is this old dude, like, beat up. And Patches leans in and is like, hey, Boats, how you doing, sir? How's it going? And, and like, Patches just exuded what, what I was just exuding yeah. to him. And he just says, you know, hey, thanks for And he goes, yeah, Chief, chief I thought you'd, thought you'd like that bedroll. I used that in Saipan, Iwo Jima. And he goes through these campaigns that he was on. Yeah. And we walk away, and he shakes his hand. He says, great to see you. God bless. Take care. And I go, Patches, who was that? He goes, that guy was in every single swimmer scout for all those campaigns he yeah. talked about. And he was in his you know, 80s and 90s. And, but it's exactly what you're saying, that ability for our lineage to be passed down, for that mindset, the never-quit mindset to be imprinted on you, on the kids below us, on the person above us, and for us to share that to give us strength. Yeah. I bring that up. I was about the Bud's compound. I think I think I just graduated. I was waiting for SOT and I was up at the quarter deck and this dude walks in, ripped up flannel shirt, hair most of his hair was gone except for the long part he had down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just holes in his jeans and he's kinda of staring around. I was like, Can I can I help you, sir? He goes, place got a facelift since the last time I was through here. And, and I was kind of whatever. And when you're looking at him, you're like, he's skinny. Yeah. And I, got, I mean, like, uh, yeah, okay, sure. I go, you were here training, sir? And he's like, yeah. And he said his Bud's class. And I was like, well, we have it on the, right here. I could and he pulled up his Bud's class. And sure enough, man, he's standing over on the side and had his old Dixie cup. <laughs> Everything changed right there. You know, I was like, that lesson, don't judge anybody. Exactly. I've, I've had plenty of those. Where I saw, all I, the time. Yeah, all the time. All the time. And then at the at the reunion one time, they had a, 
there's a Navy Cross guy there and a lot of, uh, a lot of the generation before us and they, and, and they were telling, the, they started telling the stories and that's when you shut up and listen and they were talking about this one guy and he, his wife had all his kids, he had a collared shirt on and it was all tucked in and, and, and they were telling the story about his first op in Vietnam. He was a new guy and they had pushed off the trail and there was somebody, there was VC walking up the trail and the OIC was doing this. So the guy sat down, jumps out, grabs this guy and cut, <laughs> Cuts him, and, and they're on the ground, and they're rolling in the bushes, and everybody's kind of sitting there watching. He comes walking, the OIC comes walking up. He's like, "Ah, I got him!" And the guy goes, "I was telling you to get down and get quiet." <laughs> I thought you want me to cut his. <laughs> and I was just no stop. I just kind of. Oh my God! What? And you hear that, man? And that oh, man, just it fires like, you up, man. Oh, it's like, awesome. Pass that on to the boys at the when we're done. You're like, and you know, it's kind of one of them deals where you want to. I gotta live up to. I mean, the hard dudes. I can't be no. And the biggest compliment you can get is from the guys ahead of us. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you guys are making us proud. Well, that's all I need to hear right there, man. Uh, absolutely. See, anything else? That, and, and that was always the greatest thing. You know, you, you get these guys who had these prolific stories from Vietnam or World War II, and they, they look at you with that, 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 that respect, mutual respect, and, it, it, and it's invigorating. It, it, it intensifies that need or desire for when the future comes and your never quit moment happens yeah. that you'll, you'll be ready for. It. Sure. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what. And I, I think just to, not yeah, please. To, to go down that one a little further, man, it's just, that's what, so we just explained what our, how we do business, how we motivate each other because of the, that environment that we're in and, and whatnot. So it doesn't have to be as anything as, as severe as what we're talking about to get us fired up in whatever you're doing, man. If you're sitting there and you have one of those moments and you sh like, Hey, this, this went down. This is what I did. And that guy's like, I, I, same thing, man, you know, that kind of deal. So it's, it doesn't have to be like we said, the most extreme kind now, of deal, man. It's something, if it, if it means something, if it sticks with you. Absolutely. If you, if your brain categorizes that and locks it into that moment, then, then that's something that gives you relevance in your life. Yeah, it's and, important. And, and, it's, and, and don't, the one thing that I always tell people is, is listen, you don't need to be a Navy SEAL to be exceptional in this life. No. You know, no. what you need to have is a heart that's based around servitude. Well, that's how yeah. we were made. That's how we right? expressed our, we found our niche. That's what it was that we were good at and we excelled in. And it, you're right. Not everybody has to be a Navy SEAL or a doctor or a lawyer. It doesn't matter. Be proud of whatever it is you do. I mean, we, you know, the, that was what it was for us, just to, to be there with the guys to get through those terrible spots. Because we're not making money or changing policy or anything like that, man. We're just in out there struggling in the deep end. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, everybody. I, I hope everybody's tracking now. You're digging where what, what we're what we're putting down for you. As you can see, Marcus and I could go on for days and days and days about all this. And and so what we're going to do is we're going to finish this segment, the first intro to the first Team Never Quit podcast. We're going to talk about a couple more things and this part of the show. So, Marcus, in in all of your experience, and 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 not only what happened in, in that first deployment, but the, the your you know the, in Afghanistan, but then going to but then going back to Ramadi and all of that, when, when you thought about all those moments, all that stuff, all the things that come together, what was, what was you know, the, the thing that really secured or, or locked in your experience that, you know what, no, no matter what, if I have my team around me, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to be all right. Right. 
I mean, I had one of those defining moments after uh, all, all of them were gone. You know, I was laying there by myself and kind of alone. And team guys don't like to be alone. I mean, yeah. we just don't. So having to charge, recharge my battery in my brain to tell myself to get up, it's okay to keep going by yourself, uh, it was kind of, that was my lowest point. It wasn't during any of that else. It was when I was doubting myself. And, and I thought, man, you know, I had to think about it like, all right, I do everything with a team. I'm, the, I'm not a strongest link, a weakest link. I'm just a link in the chain. But I literally had to start telling myself like, well, you know what? I am a link in the chain. I do bring something to the table. And I, I always have that, irregardless if they're there with me or not. I mean, I always have to be around my brothers, proving to them that I'm, I am who I am. And once I figured that out in my head, I kept going. And then ultimately, when the, when the Army found me and the Marines came in and we all kind of joined back up, man, it, that, all that came flowing back in that, all right, now I know I'm powerful and I can, I can make this because of them. Yeah. Now I have responsibility, not to myself. You know, I was just kind of staying alive until it got done. And then once they came around, then I was like, all right, well, now I'm back in the link. And I, it, just coming out of that and then getting back to the strand around all my teammates, they never, even though in my situation, I'm, I'm a loss for, I mean, we, we're a check in the, in the L bracket kind of deal. They, we, don't, we don't look at it like that, man, yeah. because we're not prize fighters. You no. know, they, they get all bent out of shape and they, as they should when they lose a fight, man, but we're war fighters. So we're gonna lose some. And I, I always looked at it from that perspective, man. It doesn't matter if I if win or lose, man. We, we, char- we gave it all we had, so let's go back in and do it again. And just having all them behind behind you, you know how powerful that is. And I would, I basically, when I got out, I looked at it like, man, I, all of the guys that went down the, the way they did, I, I kind of, what kind of piece of crap would I be if I if I crawled into a bottle and and didn't do anything? You know, dishonor, honor that whole deal because they wouldn't. No, you know what I mean. And what if if they were still alive and I was doing this? How would they look at me? Yeah, nobody keeps us in check like we do. Yeah. So that's why it was so. I mean, it's so important for me to keep talking to the team guys and having my brothers is is obvious because, you know, we've all had our butts kicked. But we, we, we did it together. And yeah. the unique thing about the SEAL teams, man, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that I was on the mountain. Any, any, any team guy could have been on the mountain and done exactly what I, what I did. So, I mean, we're all, we all just put out. It's just with, with team guys and, and certain events, I just happened to be there. You could have been there yeah. uh, the, from the day before. The, the team could have got switched. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 uh, we celebrate the highlights of our successes with each other as we do the failures. So just as I, you know, I mean, I, when I see the, the guys on from Damn Neck, I'm like, yeah, hey, so proud of you, man. I love you. And this, yeah. that, and you know, they all had patches underneath their gear. said, remember, nine, you know, yep. Red Wing and, and then extortion was a big deal big for us. Deal, I mean, yeah. we all get hit, man. We all still get affected, even when we're out. Yeah. You know, and I see, you see these new kids come. Morgan brought some of the guys from his last platoon over and I was looking at them going, man, does your mom know you're out here playing? <laughs> Frogman, but I mean, we were all that age. We're yeah, we were early twenties when we came in, man, and that's the. I think that gets overlooked a lot because when your, your face, when people are on TV talking about war and everything, it's a general. Looks, yeah, he's ready. He's battle hardened and stuff like that. But man, the ones out there slinging the letter, them wide eyed, yeah, wide eyed. We were and all just a bunch of kids, kids man. man, kids. Kids will do anything. Yeah. You know, we'll do anything. Yeah. We can take anything because yeah. we're young, man. You, when you get older and you've been through it, you're like, man, that's probably not a good idea. Like, <laughs> when you're learning at, the, at that age, man, you're like, well, let's go get hurt. Yeah. So. Well, there you have it. All right. So I, I, hope, you, I hope you're tracking. Everybody understands, man. Listen, 
Your never quit mindset is a derivative of the longevity of your life, right? It's about learning it from an early age that if you put your mind to it, you put your heart into it, you put your back into it, and you take on board the, 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 those great positive influences from the people you care about and the people who love you too, right? That equal distribution of love that really inspires you to be a better human being, to, to evolve in that human condition, that you too will be ready for your never quit moment. Sure, and it's those moments that make you unique. It makes you who you are. I mean, if you come across somebody like, yeah, I went to this school, made A's, the whole time was pretty easy, and then you know, I got out, had some money. Like you want the guys like, man, I read three different books on this just to make it be, and then I got out, and I, I was wearing two less shoes for a, for a couple years, man, no shoelaces, and me and my buddy would switch socks out just because that seemed like a new pair, and then, and then, then you're sitting next to him, and he's kind of, everything's all right. Man. Everything's it's, it's, okay. It's, that's the interesting part about him, about that person, man, is to see how far, and that's what I like to find, you know, you see how far, how far someone can go down. Yeah. And just sit there with that smile on your face and tell you about it. Because everybody's going to go through it. I mean, no Everybody. one, no, a problem might be unique to that person and how they deal with it, but the problem is not unique. No. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. All right. So there you have it. That's it. Well, that's the first, that's the end of the, the very first Team Never Quit show. If you, again, if you, if you want to know more about us, please visit the, the Team Never Quit website at teamneverquit.com. That's teamneverquit.com. If you want to uh, learn more about the Team Never Quit speakers, click that button. If you want to go visit our store, again, we've got some incredible gear for you. Uh, please check out the TNQ, the Team Never Quit ammo that's out there. It's great ammo. It's been tested by some great snipers out there. Uh, really good stuff. If you want to check out uh, all the information, we're, we're all on there, everything you need to know. So please don't hesitate. And, and listen, also one thing that we want to tell you too is we want to make sure that you recognize um, that if you have a never quit story, Please go ahead and, and send that in on the website, write in your never quit story, or if you know someone that's amazing, tell that never quit story to them, and, and if they're awesome, Marcus and I are going to read those on, on, on air, all right? And if they're really awesome and you blow us away, we're going to bring you on the Team Never Quit podcast. That'd be pretty that's right. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. All right, so that's it. I want to first personally thank you, Marcus. This, had a great time, brother. I, I'm having a good time. This is going to be awesome. It's the first of a long series. We've got a, a great bunch of first shows. Don't forget to tune in. You can check the website for upcoming guests. Uh, and I want to thank, uh, I'd love to thank my wife, my kids, my family, uh, and most importantly, all my teammates. Thank you. And thank all my instructors. And, and then thank God. Who you want to thank, Marcus? Man, I could run. I'm back up that. That line you just threw out, man, it's, it's, it's those of us that uh, are, are affecting us right now and those that have made us who we are today. So uh, we got, you know, the boss and the admiral, they get the first accolade, the kids, the family, and then our, our teammates, man, and uh, who made us who we are and keep us going and motivating us whether they know it or not. And thank God for the opportunity to be up here and have and, and, and do something like this. I mean, you got to, uh, you know, the deal with us, man, we're not going to do something unless it's absolutely entertaining to Amen. us and fun and, 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 and helps other people. And, and that's the unique thing about this. And that's why I'm excited to do it. Awesome. All right. So there you have it. We're out. <laughs>